The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. Oh my goodness, that was fun tonight, right? The Royals walk it off after seeming DOA, dead on arrival, just a few minutes earlier, right? After that sixth run was allowed in the seventh inning on the home run, Dylan G gave up to Jason Worth. We all thought it was probably over when the Royals didn't score in that bottom of the eighth. With the bottom half of the order coming up in the ninth. But no, the Royals, in classic fashion, kept the line moving, winning a game tonight without a single extra base hit. Although the Kane double should have been a double in the game. Technically, it was a single because it walked it off. But there you go. Seven to six Royals. And it's Davo. Glad you're along for another edition of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation. What a fun one this is going to be to go over tonight's game and, and look at tomorrow and, and talk a bit about the, the, the health and the state of the offense because that's the big story right now. Alcides Escobar, we'll start there. He's the player of the game tonight. Almost gave it to Moose because that, that key at bat in the ninth. But, I mean, Moose doesn't get a chance really there if Alcides doesn't do his job, both the at bat before that and throughout the entire evening. So Alcides earns his first player of the game of the season here on Clubhouse Conversation. Eski setting the table big time tonight from that very first pitch. He looped in for a base hit tonight. Still have no clue why Tanner Rourke or any other pitcher would give him anything semi-hittable in the first pitch. But Eski loops a little hit in there, and that sets the pace for a 4-for-5 four night. Four singles, two runs scored. A big run driven in and a stolen base for Alcides Escobar. How about that for your player of the game? Nice job, Eski. And man, how much would that spark this offense? Getting Eski even going a third as much as he was tonight. Even getting on base like once a game for starters, right? And a couple times a game every once a series. Just try to avoid those offers and those two days in a row when you're, you know, you're getting four and five at Bassett at the top. How big would that be to get that table set with Eski? He showed it tonight. Now, Moose, the runner-up, like I said, for player of the game, has the thumb injury. He's re-aggravated it twice now. So, off tonight, Ned said before the game today uh, during interviews that Moose would most likely be out tomorrow, but it's day-to-day. I would think he's probably out of the lineup against a guy like Steven Strasburg, but maybe not. Maybe that hit tonight in the ninth inning makes Moose say, screw it, I'm playing tomorrow. We need the two out of three. You know, a Christian Cologne versus Strasburg matchup does not seem ideal for anybody involved except for... Steven Strasburg and the Washington Nationals, right? But no, no offense to Christian Cologne. Just doesn't seem like a very good matchup. Not that Moose does. And I don't think anybody's a good matchup for Steven Strasburg, who right up there, top five in my book with your Clayton Kershaws, with your Garrett Coles. Yes, I'll put Garrett Cole up there. I mean, obviously, you've got to put Jake Arietta. On and on and on and on. So many great starters. Felix Hernandez used to be there, not anymore. David Price has had a rough start to the season. Has some very concerning peripherals when you look at his stats even further. So definitely a guy in Strasbourg who's cemented himself top five. His teammate Max Scherzer could make a run for that argument. Not that it matters. We're not doing a, a preseason prediction edition. So sorry. There's the ADHD. I didn't take my Adderall today because I don't have a prescription for it. I wish I did. Somebody have one? Can you deal it to me? Just joking. I'll get a script for it if I need it. All right, back on track, though, for real. So, where were we at? Moose, pivotal role. I think he may get the start tomorrow. Who knows? But, yeah, the, the one-out single up the middle. Second and third after Omar Infante strikes out. Getting the runs in, that 2-2 count. Lines the single up the middle. But let's go back a second. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. Alex Gordon, how about the way he led off 
that ninth inning. If there's anybody who deserves a hit and who's hungry for a hit and deserves something good right now, it would be him and Kendrys Morales. Because Lorenzo Cain's starting to get his share of hits the last three, four, five games. He's starting to break out a little bit, hit the ball a little bit harder. He's starting to not look quite as lost. Alex has had bad luck. The strikeouts are obviously way up even compared to his career, which is a little bit concerning. Not overly concerning. I think he'll be fine. But, you know, it's something to at least monitor. And Kendrys has had rotten luck all year. He really has. The ball he hit last night would have been a two-run home run like 75 nights of the year at the K. Even at the K, that's a no-doubt home run that he hit last night. No idea how that didn't go out. He had a couple. He had a warning track one in Oakland that was run down. He had the one last night that Mr. Michael Taylor. No, it was tonight. It was his first at-bat tonight that Taylor ran that one down in the left center field alley. So he's had some bad luck. But, you know, Gordo right up there with him and, and getting that 3-1 check swing infield single, you could tell Alex was like, oh, my God, that was a horrible at bat, but I'll take it. You know, I, I should be getting a full swing on 3-1, but you know what? I'll take it. You know, and he deserves it. He, he's had bad luck, too. So, Alex, nice job starting out the ninth. Hopefully, that will get him going. Salvi, solid line drive to left. as That was the first of many mistakes that Jonathan Papelbon made in that ninth inning. You know, falling behind hitters obviously is not good. And then serving up a fastball to Salvi right down the middle is never a wise thing for anybody involved in the situation, except for Salvi and the Royals. Terrence Gore comes in to run, was about to be gunned out for the first time in his big league career by Wilson Ramos, who channeled his inner Salvador Perez and Yadi Molina there, right? He's gunning the ball down to Daniel Murphy. Oops, dropped it. Have we seen that before from Daniel Murphy? Too soon? Hell no, it's not too soon. But yeah, Murphy you know, muffs the ball there and allows Terrence Gordon to slide in safe. He was going to be called out, and he would have been out. The replay showed there at second base. Doesn't matter. The play wasn't made, and the Royals made him pay thanks to Moose after Omar strikes out in the long AB, the 2-2 count with a sore thumb off the bench, sitting there for three hours. Boom, hit. Dyson lines to left, and then Eski, like I said, our player of the game on that 1-1 pitch. Caps off the huge night, moving Moose to third, and you know what happened. Locaine walks him off on another mistake, an 0-2 fastball right down the middle from Papelbon. You, you have to wonder, like, deep down if Bryce Harper's, like, laughing right now. It, it's, I mean, I'm not saying he wants to lose games. I'm not, I'm not, that's obviously not true. But you have to wonder deep down if he's kind of like, ha screw you, dude. You know those who don't like each other. I mean, did you see the play the other day? When Harper, it was in the St. Louis when he misplayed the ball in right field. It was a horrible misplay. Kind of similar to the stumble that Dyson had earlier in the game today on a ball that should have been caught, but it was much worse. That was Luke Hochaver's tough inning. But it was much worse because Dyson's play was legitimately tough. And not that Harper's wasn't, but it was just it was a much easier play than the Dyson one. And the effort didn't look really good out there. And <laughs> Google the video if you haven't seen it. It's It's got Papelbon kind of like looking in disbelief to the world, putting his arms out like, what the hell? So I'm not saying there's a you know anything going on there. I don't cover the Nationals, don't watch them every day. But anyway, again, ADHD rant here. What is wrong with me tonight? I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. But getting back to the offense, seven runs on 11 hits for the Royals offense. The five Ks and two walks, like we talked about, I'm to the point where, hell, if they walk once, I'm happy. That's not true. But if they walk three or four times, I'm thrilled. So two walks, if they're going to limit the Ks to four or five, I'll take it, knowing who this team is right now. And knowing they don't have guys like Ben Zobrist in there to – give you the more quote-unquote professional at-bats. Hopefully, and, and possibly, not hopefully, possibly they'll ha- they'll add a guy like that later in the year. Hopefully that there's not a need for that, but if need be, that could be coming again later in the year. So the Royals win tonight with 12 singles. Like I said, there really should have been a double from Kane, but it's credited as a walk-off single. Two for five with an RBI for him. Uh, Haas, one for four with three RBIs. Big night. Just big. Five for ten the Royals were with runners in scoring position. And that's 
pretty impressive that they were able to do that, considering Tanner Rourke threw a grand total of 12 pitches the first two innings. A five-pitch first inning from Rourke. Yikes! The Royals do get him for three earned, six hits in his night. And pitching-wise, let's make sure we spend a little time here. Chris Young, I thought, was so-so. And I say so-so because we need innings. Yes, two runs is fine. Two runs on five hits, three Ks and a walk, that's fine if it's in six innings. Chris Young, I believe, has only gone over five innings once the whole season. That's not Over the span of time, that's why the Royals will probably at some point have to look to move him at least for a while, A, to keep him fresh, and B, to keep the bullpen fresh. There'll be, there'll be a time where... The Royals will get no off days, and some other guys will struggle. There might be a doubleheader. There might be some long games. There'll be some times where a bullpen will get burned throughout the season. The Royals haven't had that happen yet. But at some point, the Royals are going to need some length out of him, and even to a small degree, Chris Medlin, who hasn't gone real deep yet either. has one last start than Chris Young. Or is that two last starts now, isn't it? Because they skipped him his first time around. But either way, uh, so you got a guy like Mike Miner on the back burner. But you know if that happens, Dylan G, of course, in the back burner, and Several intriguing arms out in Omaha. I, hopefully, you know, I, I think that's probably a foregone conclusion. And it's not even necessarily Young could go out there and throw five and a third shutout innings, and he still might want to do it at some point because of his quote unquote knack, I guess, for wearing down as the season goes on, which is pretty unfair in some ways. I think he's just gotten a, a an unfair reputation. Like he doesn't throw very hard, he doesn't strike people out. He's older. It just seems like nobody ever respects him. And I'm not trying to disrespect him. I'm just saying the Royals will need length and more innings at some point. So four and two-thirds, two runs is bleh. You know, if that's his every third time start and he's going five and a third, six innings the other times, that's fine. But the Royals need more consistently, and they have not gotten that so far from Chris Young. But good enough tonight. He held Bryce Harper down. The Royals continue to. Just allowed that one single so far. Fingers crossed. Get him out of town before he goes off. The The Nationals did have three solo home runs tonight, two of which were off of Chris Young, the Anthony Rendon, who doubled his RBI total after his 101st at bat. How do you have one RBI in your first 100 at bats? And of course, he hits the home run, the first at bat tonight to double that. He his first home run, get the second RBI in that first inning. Daniel Murphy went yard as well. Now, Luke Coachaver had a really rough night tonight and luckily avoids a loss and a guilty conscience by, you know, the Royals coming back and winning that game. He gives up three runs on four hits. There was kind of a misplay by Dyson. Misplay, quote-unquote. There was no error or anything. That wasn't an easy play, but a play I'm sure Dyson would tell you he should have caught and a play that a good majority of Major League right fielders, not a good majority, a play that at least half of Major League right fielders would probably make, you know, so I don't know. But not making excuses. Hoach didn't pitch well and was hit very hard. The fastball seemed very flat tonight. There wasn't much going on with that. And there's obviously better days ahead for Luke. And there's been damn good days the last couple of years. How valuable has he been? Wow. Now, Joaquin Soria comes in, bails out Hoach in the sixth. A can ahead, another balk. I don't understand what's going on with Ian Kennedy and him all of a sudden being called out for things they've done their entire career. Inning in a third for Soria doesn't make any sense. He was hot out there. I like it. I like the fire. And the passion from Joaquin. Dylan G gave up what seemed like the nail in the coffin, right? And in, in that eighth inning on the on the Worth solo home run. A run and two hits overall in his inning for Dylan G, who's been phenomenal this year. And luckily, it, it didn't seem big at the time. There was a game on the last homestand where Chin Ming Wong came in and, and gave up a run, which seemed like nothing at the time. And the Royals were they down two going into the ninth, and it gave up that 
run and let, make them go down three and then came back and scored two in the ninth and almost came back and won that game. I believe Moose ended the game at the plate. I'm sure you remember the night game I'm talking about at the K in the last homestand. So in that game, Wong had given up that run that kind of didn't allow the Royals to tie it. So I'm sure it was nice for him tonight to come in in a, in a you know fairly similar situation. Holds him steady in the ninth and, and Moose is up there again in the ninth, a chance to really do damage and he did it. What a nice job for Wong who gets his first Royals win with two Ks in a one, two, three ninth. So there you have it. The Royals sit at one and one. So where do we think they are right now? Where should they be? A couple games over 500. I mean, the Royals are probably pacing two to three wins off of where you really want them this time of year. Realistically, the schedule's been tough. So realistically, they weren't going to be probably more than three wins better right now. This is a, a tougher schedule than they had last year. And obviously, the stretch they're in right now is brutal. 13 and 16 away from the K. Last one of the stand tomorrow. It's going to be tough. It's the rubber game. And I said coming in, the Royals had to win these first two if they wanted to win this series. I'll probably stick by that still. But you know what? Who really saw the Royals winning and, and beating Taiwan Walker the way they did on Sunday? Not me. They did this all of last year. They, they would beat these guys you thought they couldn't beat. They would beat ace after ace after ace. They'd keep the line moving. Put the ball in play. Find holes. Run the base as well. Good, good defense. Pitching. Bullpen. A good portion of that, the bullpen wasn't really on display tonight, but a good portion of that was on display tonight. And Strasburg's intriguing. He's 4 0 with a 2 2 5. Definitely a top five starter in baseball. And a guy who's won his first four starts. He has a five, or first four decisions. He has a 5 to 1 strikeout to walk ratio, which means 40 Ks and eight walks. Only two Royals have seen him. Omar Infante is 0 for 6 against him. Kendrys Morales, 1 out of 3 against Steven Sprosberg. I mean, you know the, the dynamite, dominant stuff. It'll be interesting because the Royals have faced a lot of strikeout guys. You know, look, look no further than the entire Mets rotation last year outside of Steven Matz, who even for his own right strikes out, a, you know, does fight, strike out a fair number. But they put the ball in play against Harvey and Syndergaard and DeGrom and Keuchel. And you go, well, some of the time Keuchel. <laughs> the last time in relief they did. But I'm just saying you go back and this team has a history of hitting these kind of pitchers. Verlander's not in the top 10 even close anymore, but they, in the last couple of years, have started getting to him consistently. We've seen him destroy Chris Sale. We saw him destroy Felix Hernandez last year. On and on and on and on and on. So really, the first time they've seen Steven Strasburg, it is the first time they've seen him. Is this the kind of game where, I mean, you see the Royals get shut down by Wade Miley, strike out seven times, and then, doesn't this just seem like the kind of game the Royals will win? Right? Like, on paper, and realistically, they probably shouldn't with Chris Medlin going against them. No offense to Medlin. He comes in 1-2 and two with a four eight seven, But, I mean, it's Steven Strasburg, right? And, you, and you've got Bryce Harper in a massive slump. Some other guys on Washington feeling pretty good about themselves after being in, like, season-long slumps. I'm looking at you, Anthony Rendon. Zimmerman, a nice night. Worth's been heating up. Worth had a home run over the weekend at St. Louis. Ramos is back from a tough situation off the three-day bereavement list. So... I don't know. We'll see. Medlin lost one to nothing to Seattle and really did look good. I talked after that game. It was five and a third, allowed just a one hit, but did walk five. But it was a tight strike zone. He was throwing those BBs at the knees. Remember the fastball outside, paint inside, paint, paint, paint. That's the kind of effort the Royals will need. And the good thing they have going is that Washington, to me, only has like two hitters that can beat you in that lineup. You've got Taylor, who's hitting like 190 at the top, and Rendon's doing nothing. But 230 and one jack, two RBIs, and 103 at-bats now, 104 at-bats. 
Harper's obviously the man. You've got Steven Drew in the five spot. Zimmerman doesn't, doesn't worry me that much anymore. And then besides that, Ramos is a nice player, I guess. But there's just not much in that lineup that does much. Espinoza, no. Van Decker, who might get a start tomorrow, backup outfielder, no. Steven Drew, who I'm assuming we'll see, no. He's hitting like 140. And again, I'm not only looking at batting averages. I'm just doing this off of memory. I don't have the OPSs in front of me or the on-base. I'm just, from seeing the stats, I know those in my head because I have a slight addiction to baseball stats. But there you go. So Bryce Harper against Chris Medlin. This is worth noting. Bryce is just one for 13. There you go, right? So let's keep that going. Although the one hit was a, a home run. You got to know that Bryce wants to knock the K off of his bucket list, right? For the home runs. He might not be back here, you know, outside of a World Series, which is definitely possible with these two teams. But outside of that, going to be a few years till he's back here. So, you know, he wants to knock this off the bucket list. He wants to hit all, all 30 parks, right? Jackson, all of them. I have no idea what he's at right now. I've got to assume he's probably at 20 by now, right? Maybe more. Maybe 23. Every National League park, I'm sure. And probably almost half the American League parks, if not more exploited. Again, ADHD. I have no idea why I care about that. Feel free to turn this off, by the way. I'm kind of a poor effort tonight. I mean, I'm being entertaining, I think. I'm, you know, but not my best focused night here. <laughs> Jason Worth against Medlin, four for 12. Ryan Zimmerman, three for 14. Those are the other main names of note who have extensive experience against Chris Medlin. So, what does it all mean? If the Royals lose tomorrow, what does it mean? Where does it put us? Well, they head to Cleveland after an off day. Either way, it becomes imperative that the Royals turn the page of this tough stretch, win or lose tomorrow, and, and consider it over. And kind of to me, it's like you start the season over. Okay, back in the AL Central game, where the Royals started off really hot this year, right? Winning the series against Detroit, winning the series against Minnesota. Haven't seen Chicago or Cleveland, so that's going to be nice. Get back in your division where it matters the most because of the unbalanced schedule and the, and the teams you're directly competing against to win that AL Central crown. Start the year over, beat a Cleveland team that you're very familiar with and match up well with. Win or lose, that's that's the mentality I have going into Friday. Win or lose, I'm not concerned. Had the Royals gotten swept in this series, I'd be slightly concerned. My my level of concern would have gone from 2.5 to like 3.5. They're going to start hitting. Eski's not going to be as bad as he was. Gorin's going to get a hell of a lot better. Kendrys is going to get a hell of a lot better. Kane's going to get a hell of a lot better. Will Dyson keep up? It's been a pretty nice, quiet season. You know, quietly having a pretty damn nice season out of that nine hole. I don't know. We don't have enough data seeing him play you know, 70 to 75 to 80% of the time to know that yet. Will Omar fall off the cliff or will he continue to play on the lower end of what's considered average? No, upper end of bad. Is that what you'd call him offensively, I guess, for second baseman? Yeah, the OPS is probably down to like 660. So can he, but can he just stay upper end of bad? And, I'm, and again, I'm not trying to be funny here. I'm being serious. If, if Omar can OPS close, even close to 700, and just play average defense out there, man, that would be huge for the Royals. Huge. And that could eliminate the need to make a move for a second baseman, uh, as I don't know that the Royals will be comfortable down the stretch if it comes to it with Raul Mondesi playing every day at the big league level on a team like this. I don't know. We'll see how he, he's sure having a nice start to the season, though, in Arkansas with some nice home runs or all with two strikes, putting together some nice at-bats. And it's not all about home runs, but you know he's got the, the plus tools, the, the range and the speed. So... Interesting to keep your eye on it, but in, in finality, I, you know that's where I'm at as far as overall. You know, a couple three games off from where we want to be, win or lose tomorrow, doesn't matter. Start the season over on Friday and get real. You're back in the AL Central, and after that, then you kind of start an, a nice stretch for a while where you're home quite a bit more and you can do some damage in May, heading into the summer months. So there you go. Who do I think will win tomorrow? I mean, you got to take Washington, realistically. 
All hands on deck for the Royals bullpen with an off day, which will help. You hope for six innings, two runs out of Medlin. Turn it over to your bullpen and hope you can scratch out two runs and seven innings off of Strasburg. Make it a pin game, and as Hud would say, get it to the pin to win. No dish tomorrow evening, and I apologize for the lack of them the last couple of days. It's been a bad week. Been very busy. Was sick also a couple days ago. So apologize for that. We'll be back again on Friday. We'll be here throughout the weekend with you. I do have an interview coming up with a current Northwest Arkansas natural this week. I have a former Royal who's going to give you a chance to teach your kids baseball on the internet, like with Skype and stuff. It's a, it's a new service. Who am I talking about? You can win an entry, a chance to get private instruction for you and your child or your neighbor, or your you know grandchild, grandson or you know nephew, whoever it may be. More info on that coming up. That'll be coming up on Friday here. So a couple interviews planned this week for you. Got more dishes throughout the weekend, and we'll talk to you. Uh, should be posting the current Royals interview Thursday. So Thursday early afternoon, we'll be talking to you again here on Clubhouse Conversation. Until then, let's go knock off Steven tomorrow, get Bryce out of town with no more damage. Go Royals and good nights.